0: Welcome back to the Ash Sheeks podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Taylor, back with another exciting episode. Today we're going to be talking about politics, uh, full coverage of the 2021 Tokyo Olympics, the secret gym where Simone Biles trained for her return, and Biden calling for Cuomo to resign after accusations of sexual harassment. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I would rather slide down a barbed wire banister into a bucket of alcohol than talk about any of that shit. By the time this episode comes out, I will be leaving the following day and heading to Florida to do some tours, secure my place, and sign my lease. And I am so freaking excited. I have some gorgeous properties that I'm going to be visiting and it just makes me even more excited to move. But as excited as I am, I will say I have been feeling a little weird this past week ever since I officially committed to the relocation. All of this is happening pretty fast because my company needs me to move quickly just due to like the timing of the quarters and all of that. And honestly, that's how I would prefer it. I would rather it be quick than to drag out the process. Anytime I've ever moved, I have done it really quickly. In fact, this is the most planning I've ever done. I moved to California, I moved to LA when I was 21, and I decided to do that in about a week, maybe even less, I don't know. I didn't even have a job or a place to live, just like packed up my car with all my clothes and uh this girl that i knew from high school that i had really never even hung out with and we just drove literally across the country like 28 hours straight and moved to LA again so i just decided that in like a week uh whenever i moved back home from uh LA when i moved back to Indiana i decided again in about a week um Whenever I moved to Charlotte, I moved in literally four days without a job, and I moved in with family, and now I have a job, and I'm giving myself time to find a place to live. (laughs) So it's happening fast, but also way more thought out and planned than any other move I've ever done, but it has left me feeling a little weird. I keep talking about how excited I am to be in Florida, the new job, making new friends, meeting new people, a new dating scene, pause. By the way, I am super fucking excited about that. Um, Honestly, that was a factor in my decision to move. So when the position and relocation was offered to me and I had a week to think it over, one of the first things I did was to download Hinge set my location to Orlando and see what the dating market was like. That's important. Like I'm a single 30-year-old woman. Like I really want to date somebody. I'm totally interested in like finding somebody and pursuing that again. And so it's important to me to know like what kind of single men there are in an area that I would potentially be moving. And let me tell you, there is a lot of fucking hot, professional men where I'm going to be moving so I'm excited. Uh, One of them I'm actually going to be seeing this weekend. Shout out to you babe. So I'm looking forward to many things about this move and I know it's going to be such a good move for me and a lot of great opportunities to come but it's definitely bittersweet. I have some special people in my life here and now that I know it's real I'm like damn I'm probably not going to see these people again. I keep thinking things like when I see someone, I'm like, damn, I'm probably never going to see this person again. I'm never going to go to this place again. I'm never going to drive down this street again. I don't know. Like In a way, it kind of feels like a death or something. And I'm not a fortune teller. I can't predict the future, right? But... (laughs) I'm probably not coming back to Charlotte, like ever. I remember whenever I left L.A., I was like, oh, I'll come visit all the time. I told all my friends that. I was like, this is not the last time you're going to see me. Like, I'm going to be back all the time. We're still going to hang out. And you want to know how many times I've been back to L.A. since I left eight fucking years ago? None. Not one So I know that I'll probably most likely not be coming back here either. And that has left me feeling a little weird. Um, Like, I don't know, just seeing people and knowing that that's probably the last time I'm ever going to see them. It messes with me and it makes me emotional. Or thinking about some people that are super special to me and knowing that, like, the next time that I see them soon is probably going to be the last time, it makes me really sad. Here's a good example. One of my best friends, my former co-host of the Bosun Host podcast, Mr. and Farley, <laughs> I met Ty at Leroy Fox, a restaurant in Charlotte, um, a couple of years ago when I first moved here, and we have developed a super solid friendship, especially over the past year. We've always just been friends, like, we have always left each other in the friend zone, and that has really allowed us to just be real and be ourselves with each other and candid and develop a real, genuine friendship. I remember ever since I was a little girl, I always wanted a big brother, like that protective big brother that always looks out for me. And obviously, I never had um, a big brother growing up. But then that kind of developed until I was like, oh, I want a friend like that. Or like just the shit that you would see in the movies of like, like in high school or whatever. They grow and she's got like her best guy friend and he always like looks out for her and protects her and, you know, acts like big brother to her or whatever. I have always wanted that type of friendship. A solid friendship with a good guy that has my back and looks out for me. But how often does that happen? Like, how often does that really happen? A genuine friendship between a man and a woman that never crosses the line, or one person doesn't develop feelings for the other, or whatever. Like, it's really not that common, unless... Like, I hate to say it, and maybe I'll get canceled before I ever get started for saying this, but unless, like, somebody in that equation is fucking ugly, (laughs) or, like, you know what I mean? Like, one person's just, like, completely not attracted to the other person, whatever. Ty is my most attractive friend that I'm completely unattracted to, (laughs) and he would tell you the same thing about me. In fact, he did. I actually stole that statement from him. Um, But anyways, he's someone that genuinely cares for me and looks out for me and checks on me and loves me like as a person and vice versa. And I know I'm probably not going to find a friendship like that again. And it makes me sad. I mean, we'll always talk and FaceTime and keep up with each other. But like we probably won't see each other ever again. I mean, maybe for a big event in our lives, like if I ever get married, I would want him to be at my wedding. Actually, he'd probably be my maid of honor. (laughs) I've already asked him if I can be his best man. Um, but like aside from that, I'm not coming to visit him and he's not coming to visit me. We joke, but we're not actually joking will say, if I'm not fucking, I'm not flying. Like, I'm not flying to come see you if I'm not fucking you, and we damn sure aren't fucking, so we're not going to see each other. Very soon, he's not going to just pick up the phone and call me and ask me to meet him at Leroy Fox for a drink and to watch some sporting event that I pretend to give a fuck about. I was talking to him on the phone on Sunday. I called him for some advice on something, and we had a great conversation. And after we hung up, I just started crying, thinking about all of that. He actually just called me earlier and asked me to go meet him for drinks. Go ahead and call me by my full name, then, girl. <laughs> What's up, Mr. What Farley? I was no, trying to see what you doing. You're on my podcast right now. I'm on your podcast, I was trying to record an episode of my podcast and I have no idea what the fuck to even talk about. (laughs) Why don't you table that? Come get a drink with me at Leroy. Do you think I met up with him? No, because I'm a fucking loser and I decided to record this podcast for all 87 of you instead. But if I'm being completely honest, well, part of the reason why I didn't go is I told him, I'm like, look, I just took a fucking shower. I look like a hot ass mess right now. Um, and it's getting late and I need to go to bed soon. Um, but to be completely honest, one, uh, a big part of the reason why I didn't go tonight is because I'm already in this emotional mood and I'm already in that state of mind where I know one of these next couple of times I see him, it's probably going to be the last time, one of the last times. And just thinking about that, like makes me cry. Um, And this week is stressful. I have some stressful shit kind of coming up, like, with my trip and stuff and, like, the decisions that I have to make and all of that. And it was, like, I don't know. It was just too much for me tonight. There's some people here that, like, I can't see them again, knowing that the next time that I would see them would be the last time that I'll ever see them again. It's just, like, way too fucking heavy for me to deal with. Because I've always moved so fast with my previous moves, I've never really had to think about stuff like that. Um, and especially whenever I moved to Charlotte, like I knew I would be going back home to Indiana to visit my family and everything. So it wasn't like I was saying goodbye forever. And then whenever I left California, I think I was just young and I was really fucking crazy then too. And just partying a lot. And I wasn't Definitely wouldn't have been thinking about anything future like that. And I think I really genuinely thought I would go back to L.A. a lot at the time. Um, So now this time I just have way more time to think about that stuff. And I tend to overthink every fucking thing anyway. So why would I be any different about this? I haven't had a lot of solid men in my life. And Ty has definitely been one of them. He has been a great example to me of what a man should be and how I should be treated. I don't mean just like, like on a romantic level, although, I mean, I think that it could be applied romantically someday whenever I am like pursuing a relationship or something with someone. Ty has been a great example to me of like what a man should be like. And a lot of the qualities that, that a man should have, um, even just seeing like how, how he treats women, women that he is romantically involved with. um, he really has kind of like set a standard for me and I learn a lot from him and he just has a lot of qualities that I respect and admire. And he's going to be a really hard one to say goodbye to when that time comes. Speaking of solid men, Thinking about Ty and the role that he has played in my life, as well as another man that is very dear to me, um, as well as some of the stuff I have been going through in therapy lately, I have been reflecting a lot the past several days on the differences between a boy and a man. One of the things I've been exploring the most in therapy is my history with relationships. Not just the ones that I've been in personally, but ones that I've seen, ones that I've been close to, the ones that I watched growing up, etc. cetera. Through uncovering those and reliving those and talking about those again, I've been reflecting on the types of relationships I put myself in, the types of relationships I allow myself to stay in, the types of men that I choose to interact with and give my time to, and the types of men that I'm attracted to. One of the things that I'm most interested in is what I am attracted to in a man, like what draws me in and why, because I've had a lot of shitty relationships and I know that I'm not choosing the right people. I know that I'm attracted to the wrong things. Um, I've mentioned previously in other like episodes that I, a lot of the men that I like develop Relationships with are ones that I have some type of like really, really strong physical attraction to initially. And whenever I like say the relationship is just fucking terrible by the end of it, just like a God awful relationship. And I kind of like trace back what initially drew me in. What was I attracted? To, it went in. It's like a physical thing. It's purely a fucking physical thing. And I don't want to be like that. Like, I wouldn't. I want to be able to recognize that and to, like, kind of stop myself from doing that again. Um, so, again, I just re- know that I'm not really choosing the right people. I'm not attracted to the right qualities in a man. I got a call on Friday from a man. Um, I can't call him one of my exes. I don't really know how to describe the situation. I guess there really is no situation. Um, but, I mean, we're obviously attracted to each other, but we haven't really been able to explore that attraction or see if there is anything or any potential there just due to certain circumstances. Um, but he's someone that I absolutely adore the shit out of. And regardless, we've maintained a good friendship. So I get a call on Friday from this man. Actually, first I got a message that said, Thank you for being an adult. I know that's random as hell, but it's something that came to my mind when reflecting. I'll tell you about it later. And then he made me wait like three to four hours hours. And I was like losing my mind. (laughs) Like, what the fuck is this about? Dying to know just for future reference. I am not someone that you can say, Hey, I have to tell you something later. Hey, we need to talk later or whatever. And then you expect me to patiently wait until later. No, 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 no. I have to know now, or I'm going to spend now until later Being an anxious fucking mess, wondering what the fuck you're going to tell me. I knew this wasn't something bad, but I was still anxious as hell to know. So several hours later, and after I sent him several memes, letting him know that I was not so patiently waiting and he was killing me, he FaceTimes me and he was like, I just wanted to say, I have been doing some dating recently. I went on a couple of dates with this girl And it made me appreciate you times 10,000%. Thank you for showing me the difference between a woman and a girl. I was like, oh my gosh, are you trying to turn me on right now? Let me show you some other things. I'm just kidding. But that was like such a good compliment to me, whether he meant it as a compliment or not. Um, And after he worded it to me like that, thank you for showing me the difference between a woman and a girl, I was reflecting on all the things that I adored about him as a person and the role that he has played in my life, how he has treated me, the qualities about him that I admire, and the differences between a man and a boy, And of course, knowing me and the way that my brain works, I immediately had to start doing psychoanalysis and psychology research on it (laughs) and lots of conversations with my therapist. That woman gets her fucking money's worth from me, let me tell you. Now, a logical person would prefer to date someone who is respectful, gives us a sense of peace and brings out the best version of ourselves. Um, but unfortunately for some of us, including my fucking idiotic self, I have to go through the opposite of that to be able to appreciate that. Does that make sense? Just like, um, have you ever heard the expression like, you know, you've got to go experience the lows to be able to appreciate the highs. Kind of like that. You have to date some douchebags to be able to uh, appreciate the good ones whenever you see one. So me and this man, like I said, obviously we have some uh, some type of attraction to one another. We've spent some time together, but we haven't been able to pursue that at all or see if any potential is there because we live really fucking far away from each other. But aside from the distance, I have gotten to know him over the last several months and uh, just the type of man that he is and his character... And like I said, he is somebody that I, I really adore. I adore the shit out of him as a person and a lot of the qualities that he has, um, whether it be qualities that I would look for in a prospective partner or just a human being in general, just as a decent fucking person. He's a, he's a great guy. So I was reflecting on these qualities about him that I adore and appreciate and respect, and why I adore and appreciate and respect those things. And I came to the realization that in order for me to get to the place where I am now, the place where I am able to recognize and appreciate all of those qualities in him, I had to go through and experience the opposite of that first. So like I've never had a man like him in my life in any capacity. I don't just mean like a romantic sense. I don't mean like, oh, I've never had a boyfriend like him before or whatever. I haven't had a man in my life that encompasses all of the qualities about him that I adore before. And I think that because I didn't really like grow up with that idea of like, okay, this is what a solid man should, it should be like, this is how a man should treat a woman. Or these are the types of qualities that a man should have. These are the kinds of things that I need to look for in a prospective partner. I wouldn't have been able, I didn't see any of that stuff growing up. I didn't see all of that in one person. And so I didn't know like that's what I should be looking for. Those are qualities in a person that I should appreciate. I didn't have good examples of like healthy, solid relationships growing up. I didn't have good examples of what a man should be like in a relationship growing up. And so unfortunately, I think I had to date a lot of men that were kind of the opposite of of the qualities that I now adore, to be able to appreciate and value those qualities. While I'm in this place of introspection and I'm thinking about things that I experienced as a child, things that I saw growing up and how it has affected my ability to form healthy relationships today and the things that I value and look for in a partner and just in people in general, it makes me curious about potential partners and potential men that I'm dating or men that I have dated and if they're doing the same thing um I want to always be in an introspective place now and always be like I constantly growing and evolving and I want a partner who is doing the same thing so for me personally right now To me, that is one of the biggest differences between a man and a boy, a male who is in an introspective place and constantly trying to learn and grow and evolve versus one who's not. Uh, A male who chooses to learn and grow from his circumstances versus a male who chooses to be a victim of his circumstances. We all are fucked up. We all have been through some fucked up shit. Like nobody had a great, perfect, wonderful childhood. Nobody, even the people who are born into like the most fortunate, wonderful circumstances, they're fucked up in some way. And then the people who were born into extreme poverty, they probably have a greater appreciation for life, but they're fucked up in some way. And they saw some fucked up shit. And, 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 all of that affects us, and affects um, how we grow up. It affects the development of our brain, how we treat other people, how we expect it to be treated, the way that our minds operate, and how we interact with others, like the relationships that we form. Here's an example of what I mean by that. Take for the uh, we're talking about men. So, like maybe a man who was born um, to like a single mother. His father wasn't in his life at all. So he didn't really have a solid example growing up of what, what a father should be like. The qualities that a father should have, how a father should interact with his son, the type of relationship that he should maintain with his son. So when he grows up, maybe he becomes an absent father. Maybe he gets a woman pregnant, he has um, a kid, and then like he's not in the kid's life because he doesn't know how to be because he never really had an example of how to be. Now he could either use that as an excuse to be an absent father, or if he was in an introspective place and was thinking of like like wanting to grow from his experiences rather than to be a victim of his experiences then he would be like okay like how how can I learn from this how can I this is what I saw growing up this is how it made me feel didn't make me feel good so instead of repeating that cycle and putting that on my son let me break the cycle and and do something differently that's just one example and I don't mean to pick on men like men in this situation. So let me um, give an example of a woman's situation. This is me personally. So I saw a lot of the relationships that I saw growing up were very abusive, physically abusive. And one of the, my longest relationship that I've ever been in, probably the most, not even probably, definitely the relationship that has had the most significant impact on my development in my adult life at all, uh, was extremely abusive on all forms. Like, I mean, physically, mentally, sexually, everything, Com- like extremely abusive. And it took five years for me to, re- of being in that relationship, five years of all of that fucking abuse for me to be able to get to a point where I could finally realize, oh fuck, like it's not supposed to be this way. This isn't love. This isn't how a relationship or love is supposed to be. It took me that long being in hell to realize that because that's all I had seen growing up. I didn't know any different. Now I had a choice too. I could either be a victim to that my circumstances and what I had gone through my experiences and I could allow that to continue I could stay in abusive relationships and um start a family in that situation have kids and and then bring my kids up in that situation show them the same example so that then they repeat the same mistakes and goes on and on and on like Or I could choose to learn from it and to grow from it and to do better and not repeat the same bullshit over and over again and take my hurt and hurt other people. I don't want to be like that. Like they say, hurt people, hurt people. I don't want to hurt people. I want to identify the things that have hurt me and, and learn from them and grow from them and do better so that I don't hurt other people. And I want somebody who's doing the same shit. I don't want somebody who is a victim of the shit that they've been through or, or like I said, uses it to victimize themselves and to like, oh, woe is me, like, life isn't fair, feel sorry for me or I feel sorry for myself or whatever. And especially as women, we have those, like, like the fixer quality in us or like like we want to we think that we can fix things we want to take care of everything like make everything better or whatever we're like we have those nurturing qualities and at least that's how I've been I've definitely been like that and I don't want to be like that anymore like I don't want to be I want to be (laughs) instead of feeling sorry for somebody and like wanting to love somebody through all of their hurt or whatever. I want somebody who loves themselves enough to want better for themselves and to want better for the people around them and the people that they choose to invest their time in and, and the relationships that they build. This man that I'm talking about through getting to know him uh, like better and uh, his upbringing and some of the things that he went through uh, whenever he was younger and some of the shit that he's going through now. And knowing all of that taking all of that into consideration and like the type of person that he is and his character, like he is, I can tell would be a good father. Like he doesn't have kids, but the way that he is towards his nephews, like you could just tell if it was his own kid. The, <laughs> the way that he is towards his nephew is I can't imagine how he would be if it was his own kids. I mean, he takes care of his family. He's sweet and respectful as hell to like everybody. He's polite and well-mannered. He's funny. He's really hot. <laughs> he takes care of himself. He's a businessman. He's very career-oriented while still maintaining his family life and taking care of his family. He's financially savvy without being a show-off. He's intelligent. He's a hard worker. He's trustworthy. And he is someone. He's all of those things with going through some fucked up shit. Like I said, we've all been through fucked up shit, and he's somebody who has, instead of being a victim to the things that he's gone through or that he's going through, he chooses to learn from it and grow from it and constantly, like, better himself. So, again, somebody that I adore the shit out of, somebody that I look up to in a lot of ways and that um, I can learn from and has been a great example in my life. And... Maybe if circumstances were different, then things would be different. But um, regardless, he has definitely helped shape the qualities that I am attracted to in a man, the qualities that I would look for in a potential partner, or just human beings I want to surround myself with in general. He has really showed me that a man can be it all. And he's showed me that good men aren't just characters in romance novels or TV shows or movies. He has definitely shown me the difference between a boy and a man. Now, the conversation that I had with him about whenever he said I uh, showed him the difference between a woman and a girl, we actually had a very interesting conversation, and he gave me um, a very interesting perspective from a male that I would like to talk about on the podcast someday, we even kind of mentioned, I was like, this would be a really good topic for my podcast. And he agreed. So maybe someday I'll get him to come on here and talk, or at least give me some content to talk about if he's not comfortable coming on here himself. I don't know. I didn't ask. Um, anyways, oh, all this, uh, talking about introspection, um, and the difference between a man and a boy and, um, really just introspection and men, I am having a guest on the podcast next week. We're actually recording the episode tomorrow night, actually tonight because it's so fucking late right now. I've literally talked into the next day. So, uh, later on today, I'm going to be recording a podcast with, a man from a new dating reality TV show that just hit HBO Max, F-Boy Island. And one of the things that we're going to be talking about is introspection in males. So stay tuned for that episode. Thanks for tuning in. I'll give you an update on all the Florida shit and hopefully... Uh, by the time you hear my voice over the airwaves or whatever the fuck it's called next, I will be the proud, uh, I don't know what it's called. Anyways, hopefully I will have a fucking place in Florida officially by the next time we talk. Well, we're not talking, I'm talking, you're listening, I really need to fucking go to bed. I hope everyone has a fabulous day, and in case no one has told you yet today, I love you.